This episode is brought to you by Feel Free from BotanicTonics.com. Feel Free is a small two-ounce shot made from kava and other ancient plants, and the feeling that it provides is incredible. It is euphoric. It gives you this sense of focus. It reduces anxiety, and it just puts you in a relaxed state in your body. Think of it as a plant-based magical elixir that can uplift your mood, increase your productivity, and give you the energy to do the things you want to do today. There are so many applications for when you can use Feel Free. A few examples are using Feel Free to get into a flow state before yoga, meditation, or exercise. People are using this as a kind of energy drink to go running for miles at a time. And it's also great for socializing. It just makes it easier to connect to people around you. There isn't this kind of background hum of anxiety anymore. It just really melts away. And that also makes it a great replacement for alcohol. So if you're ready to feel free, go to botanictonics.com and use promo code ZIAN40 for 40% off. Again, that's botanictonics.com, promo code ZIAN40, X-I-A-N 40, at botanictonics.com. This episode is also brought to you by Sheath, the underwear of legends. What makes Sheath different is the pouch on the inside. Now this is a game-changing invention that completely revolutionizes the male undergarment. These are the most comfortable underwear I have ever worn by far. They've got amazing designs and styles, super comfortable fabrics. My favorite is the bamboo and also the V, which is a long leg athletic underwear that doesn't ride up and it supports you where it matters most. So go check out Sheath at sheathunderwear.com and use promo code TIMEWHEEL to save 20%. Once again, that's sheathunderwear.com, promo code TIMEWHEEL.
All right, we are rolling, and I'm here with my friend Jeremy Jacob. How's it going today, brother? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for taking the time. It's been a long time coming. I've known you for a few years now. Um, how I first got introduced to you and your work is you are the founder of Float, which is pretty much the premier um, float center in San Antonio, which is a sensory deprivation chambers, isolation tanks. They're called so many things. But as of recently, only maybe two or three months ago, you also founded a new wellness center called Evolve, which I've been a big fan of, probably been 20 times by now. And it's just, it's awesome. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been really exciting starting something new. It was a little scary because it's a completely new concept, which I mean, it was kind of the same thing for the, the float center. Uh, you know, we got a lot of people telling us, you know, San Antonio wasn't the right place for that. But I like, I like proving people wrong, especially when it comes to San Antonio. Yes. No, I know that feel exactly, you know, with time wheel, similar thing. Um, people didn't think that this necessarily was the scene. And, and a, a little bit of it is true because we do have a lot more of a engaged audience up in Austin. But at the same time, we've thrown festivals here. We've thrown shows here. I'm doing my podcast out of here. So there is stuff happening in San Antonio. You know, it just kind of takes people showing up and showing the rest of the community that it can be done, you know. Absolutely. That's exactly how I feel about it. I love it. So for the listeners that don't know what uh, happens at Evolve, I'll just give a brief overview. One of my favorite um, you know, features is there are two uh, ice baths that are like pro level self-filtering, you know, like uh, what's it called? Like the temperature stays consistent, mm-hmm. just extremely nice ice baths, um, which for me has been like life-saving because I do do ice baths, but it's so much work to fill up the tub, um, change the water out, haul the ice, go to the store. It ends up being about the same price actually. Cause like for a good ice bath, I've been paying like 15 bucks for my ice and, uh, pretty much a membership. I know your rates are about to go up, but an introductory level membership at your place ends up being pretty much $15 an ice bath. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> and you get all the other features as well. So there's infrared saunas, there's normal, I think they're called Swedish saunas, which is just, you know, a hot room. Um, you've got red light therapy, you've got massage, you've got all these like knickknacks for um, getting blood into the legs and the arms, the compression sleeves and all these things that I haven't really explored yet. But it's super interesting stuff. But before we dive into all of that, I want to hit rewind real quick and just ask, how did you get interested in this alternative lifestyle? How did you decide, you know, you want to commit your life to bringing people into these deep states of consciousness through the isolation chambers, you know, the, the float tanks, and now with what Evolve is doing? Like, when did this story begin? And what were these initial experiences that you had that brought you into this lane of interest? Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've always approached it from like an entrepreneurial mindset. I've, I've been an entrepreneur since I was a kid. Um, you know, I was, a, I was a punk rocker when I was a kid. I had a mohawk and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And business for me has never been about, you know, financially driven. It's always been about the, the creativity and, and building something uh, yourself. So, um, I was kind of in a position when I when I ran into sensory deprivation, the float tanks. Um, I was looking for something to like a business to start, and 
but I was old enough to know I didn't I didn't want to do something that would just become another job. I wanted to do something that was interesting, uh, unique, something that I felt good about, something that um, would help people. So um, I ran across floating and I realized there weren't any float centers in San Antonio yet. This was about 2014. Mm-hmm. So we had to drive to Austin. Uh, there's a facility up there. I think it's still open called Zen blend. And so you actually go to, uh, it's like a neighborhood like residence, uh, you know, so that I I don't know if they lived there, but they, they ran their spa out of a house and, uh, and to go to the, to the float tank, it was actually on the second floor and it was in like a bedroom, like actually a car. If I remember right, it was a carpeted bedroom which is a, a terrible concept because there's salt everywhere right. and i remember there were kind of like piles of salt um <laughs> and you had to go down the hallway into a, a restroom like a regular residential restroom and like the shower bathtub situation so uh you know and i hadn't i'd never been into a regular float center so it was just like okay this is what this is mm-hmm. uh and i drug my wife there she had no idea what she was doing <laughs> and so uh we get done we both floated and I, I'm really ADD. So I had a, um, I had kind of a hard time letting go the first time, which is a very mm-hmm. common experience. My wife's a lot more chill. She just like, she went off into outer space, her, her nice. first float. Actually, she, she felt like she was like floating through a rainforest. She said the first time. So she wow. was sold immediately. Yeah. Folks that, folks that are able to just kind of let go, especially if they don't store a lot of body uh, like muscular tension, their mm-hmm. first float can be like transformative. Uh, for a lot of other folks, you got to get in that second, third, or fourth float. Um, so yeah, then I found out about a, a studio in Austin uh, that was called Zero Gravity Institute, and mm-hmm. um, that's where I met one of my mentors, uh, Kevin Johnson, um, and uh, that was a a really important experience because we got to see how like a really well operated and beautiful. Uh, float center, you know, see what it looked like and how it mm-hmm. operated. So uh, we kind of um, played off of that model and that's what we started to work toward uh, to build out in San Antonio. And mm-hmm. yeah, we had to, of course, we don't, we don't come from money. So we had to, you know, write a business plan and get a loan and all that kind of stuff. So fast mm-hmm. forward a few years, we finally get float open. And um, fortunately at the time, there was a lot of talk and energy around float tanks, sensory deprivation tanks. Joe Rogan uh, was talking about it a lot. So we had a pretty good launch. And within a year, there were five other float centers in San Antonio. So it went from zero to six Mm -hmm. um, pretty quickly. And unfortunately, over the last few years, we've lost a few, uh, some really great float centers. But uh, I'm happy to say we're still around and we've actually expanded. Um, And then getting to evolve, Basically, the the funny thing is there were some services that I wanted to add to float, um, which we did, and they just didn't work. You know, the mm-hmm. red light therapy, uh, the Pandora Star, which is one of my favorites, uh, mm-hmm. the hypnagogic light and uh, compression boots. And we were trying to figure out a way to make it work in that like more spa environment. And um, it wasn't working. So in trying to figure that out, um, I, I kind of started to to move toward the the no appointment model of evolve mm-hmm. but the cold plunges were a big driver for that i'm a big wim hof fan yeah. and i've been wanting to have access to a cold plunge without having to lug home you know all the ice and and all that kind of stuff so 
yeah, that all kind of came together. And I realized that the when you've got a 20-minute service or, yeah, like a five-minute ice bath, people don't want to book an appointment and have to pay just to do that one time. They need mm-hmm. to have more access. And um, I'm also a big fan of infrared saunas and traditional saunas. And a lot of these things are, are you need to do two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. You, you know, if you come in once a month, you're not really going to see the health benefits or the mental benefits. Right. And so it was always this journey of trying to figure out, like, how do we give people access to these wellness modalities that I believe in? There's really good science. Make it affordable because I also I really hate that the the a lot of times the wellness and especially the biohacking industry is very elitist. You know, you, it's, you know, you got to have, you got to be a millionaire to get all of this equipment and have it at your house. And then other than that, there's really no access. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, some of that was a response to that, like, you know, we should all have access to these, these tools so that we can, you know, maximize our health. And of course, you know, exercise and, and your diet are the most important part of that. But I think if you're trying to, like we say, it's a human optimization lab, if you're trying to take another step or you want some other tools um that's kind of what evolve is for yeah love that love that um was it joe rogan that you first heard about isolation tanks from yeah yeah it was um and that's that's true for a lot of the industry yeah it's true for uh, me (laughs) and uh yeah i mean you hear the way that he does a great job of describing it and i always tell people you know he's a expert floater you know and sometimes that's a challenge for us you know somebody comes in and they've heard joe rogan talk about um all of the you know experiences that he's had in a float tank and they want that the first time and the reality is you may have to float three four five six times before you know you've got to get your body to recognize that you're in a safe environment our our instinct when you're floating in water and you're laying on your back is you know you want to keep your head up and your body has to be stiff so you have to kind of retrain that yeah. that instinct in the float tank to just completely relax your muscles right. so that uh your your mind can relax because i really feel that your your mind won't relax unless your body is completely relaxed totally totally yeah it's almost like meditation you know like the first couple mm-hmm. times you meditate you sit down you don't really get much out of it you're just kind of like this is stupid like i'm just sitting here like this is boring like why am i doing this when's the time going to go off but after you know let's say you put in 10 hours of meditation you start to see the glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel like oh okay i'm starting to feel a little better like after i do these things um i feel like one of my personal experiences with the float tank, which was, uh, you know, I've been a number of times to your facility. The most recent time when I came out, I didn't exactly notice, you know, I, I did feel like refreshed, but I didn't exactly notice anything immediately as I stepped out. But what was interesting is I went to go eat right after, and there was this sense of like time slowing down Mm-hmm. And me enjoying the meal so much more than usual because I feel like usually I'm just shoveling the food in, like let's, get <laughs> so I can go do the next thing. But I was so present with the meal, and I got this perspective that oh, I'm usually rushing through that. Why would I do that? Eating is such a kind of fundamental part of life. We should really enjoy this experience and you know, like be more conscious, mm-hmm. and aware with it. And I was like, okay, that float really did something, you know? It really changed my way of looking at the world, just even if it's just for that day or two. 
before I, I, you know, before you kind of fall back into your normal routine. For you, what are the effects of the float? Yeah, and well, to speak to your experience, um, one of my favorite quotes from like celebrities about floating, Anthony Bourdain talked about how he loved to go have a meal after enjoying a sensory deprivation tank because yeah, everything is your all of your senses are are much more acute, and that's a a very common uh, sensation because you've, you know, you've just gone into really truly the only place on the planet that is true sensory deprivation. And that was always the, the root of it. You know, when John Lilly was in inventing the float tank and trying to come up with a way to reduce our senses, um, it's a really interesting like backstory where, where float tanks come from, you mm -hmm. know, that was their goal. This was in the, the late fifties. They were trying to understand what would happen to the mind if you took away all sensory input, but then they had to go down this journey of like, okay, how do we restrict all of these senses and our, our tactile, uh, you know, sense is, is the most difficult to restrict. And so yeah. it was a process of, I, I want to say 10 or 15 years of him doing experiments on himself. And um, initially they thought you would go crazy. Like they thought if you restricted your senses um, for even short periods of time that the brain would not function without input. Mm -hmm. Well, while he was experimenting on himself, he, he kind of learned that, oh, well, I actually feel better. And there is a point at which, you know, after days of sensory deprivation, you will start to have some kind of like cognitive impairment and you could, um, and there can be negative side effects, but really when you do it, um, for, you know, anything under 12 hours, it's a very positive experience for most people. Um, right. and, uh, so yeah, he, it, it kind of went off the rails later when they were, they were putting people in a float tank on, uh, ketamine and LSD, right. but <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I kind of embraced that, um, this, the, the uniqueness of our, our backstory and floating. Yeah. Some people are kind of trying to distance themselves from it, but I think it's really cool that we have this, this whole story of uh, exploration and psychedelic yeah. medicine that uh, was explored mm -hmm. with it. Yeah. He was a pioneer. You know, I, I look at his work, you know, similar to Sasha Shulgin or um, even Hamilton Morris, you know, like the mm -hmm. guy from Vice these days, he, you know, it's like, really using yourself as that guinea pig to try and see what's out there, what's out totally. there in the realm of consciousness. And um, I can't really say the exact what they were called, but I remember John C. Lilly like mapped out levels of consciousness and he called them like plus six and mm -hmm. plus 12. And like, you know, like I, I don't remember exactly what they all were, but I know like one of them was the uh, Earth Coincidence Control Office. Something along those lines. And, and, and <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what he's talking about because I'm a psychedelic guy. And I've reached these places where you see that there are no coincidences and everything is interlinked. And there's a reason for this, that, and the other thing happening. And it's kind of like unlanguageable. You can't really tell anyone about it that hasn't had that experience or studied mm -hmm. John C. Lilly and them understand what you're trying to say at all. But there's some really interesting, like, places you can go. So I, I look at him definitely as a pioneer and I'm, and I'm glad he did what he did. And it's cool that you're kind of carrying that torch, you know? <laughs> yeah. He, um, he was a character and he wrote, uh, like five or six books. They're honestly, they're a little bit of a hard read cause it's a mixture of like hard science. And then, yeah, his, his academic and philosophical, uh, ideas 
paired with that. And then, um, of course, he went on to do dolphin research. And that's a whole other, you know, right. category of um, interesting stuff. So I always tell people like he's as close to like a mad scientist as we've as that I know of, like in, in real science where he just, um, yeah, it got a little weird at times, but he was, he was really pushing the boundaries of, of what we knew and understood. And yeah, it came up with something that's, that's really amazing. And I, th I think the float tank is one of the most powerful tools for exploring your, your psychology and mm -hmm. mental health and all those things. Absolutely. For you, you've probably done hundreds of floats by now. Um, how do you, how can you tell when you got a good float? Like what's the effects for you? You know, honestly, they are, they are still different. That's something that people that float or not a lot always, always kind of talk about is there's, you can't, you don't really have the same float because it's a, it's a reaction to where you, where you start. So every mm -hmm. time you're going into a float tank, you know, where your stress levels are, where you are mentally, your positivity, your negativity, that's all going in there. So you're starting from that point. So the float is always going to be a, a different experience. Um, I've had one of my favorite experiences in a float tank. And again, now we're getting into that that Joe Rogan realm where I'm going to describe something that's really hard to obtain. Cause I've, <laughs> I've only experienced this like three or four times. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the, the water, I guess I should describe a little bit more about what a float tank is. Cause not everybody's familiar with it. So, uh, it's a giant chamber and I always inform people like go and see a float tank. Cause I think people always picture these like little tiny tanks yeah. where the, 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 the top is like right on top of you yeah. and the traditional old school, tanks like your samadhi tanks you're it's about two and a half feet so that mm -hmm. that's a little bit tight but most facilities now have pods or cabins uh and uh, you've got anywhere from four to seven feet above you so i know that the primary concern is always um you know claustrophobia right. uh, but it's very rare that we actually have someone that has that issue in a float tank um, mm -hmm. so giant chamber the water is only about 12 to 14 inches deep but it's super saturated with epsom salt um, our tanks generally have about 1200 pounds so it's a tremendous amount of salt you're getting the uh, the ratio up to about 40 percent and so it's more dense than the dead sea and that allows the body to float effortlessly and our goal we actually check the um it's called the specific gravity of the water every morning to make sure we're providing the perfect environment and uh we get into a hundredth of a percent um to to get that level where your body is floating perfectly so your eyes aren't under the water so your head's supported but also your posture in the water is perfect um right. and then the the solution is actually um uh, heated to your exact skin temperature. So, uh, the general, um, industry standard is 94 degrees. So that's considered skin receptor neutral. Okay. And, uh, so that's a big part of it. I always think that, um, and what some of the science, the new science and data is showing that, um, the really unique thing about floating is that your body, we're turning off all that that neurological activity because our our nerves respond to changes in stimulus not they're not just bringing in data constantly because that would overwhelm our brain so um basically you you sense especially uh with your tactile sense uh changes in your environment not you know a constant stream of information so when you when you flatline that that data um, you kind of turn off those receptors and, uh, and then of course, when you're ready, you can turn the lights off, the music fades out. Um, and so 
a lot of times what I sense is, uh, since my brain no longer has this physical body that it can sense, mm-hmm. uh, it, it creates an imaginary body. So you have this almost like an image of what your body is in the float tank. And I've definitely had experiences where that becomes like a, a, you morph into something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been a bear in a float tank. That was pretty awesome. Wow. Uh, but <laughs> so um, a lot of times what happens, I have this imaginary form that's my body and then it's very common to feel like it's floating or rotating in space. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people sense the feeling of like floating down a river. And of course you're perfectly still in a float tank, but there's something about um, our mind or maybe we're, um, you know, transferring that, that experience into something that's familiar, like floating on a river. Um, so occasionally when I'm in the float tank, I have this, this body that's just floating in space and I can mentally, think about rotating it and then i feel that physical sensation and it's it's like a hundred percent it feels a hundred percent real so i'll be like okay i'm going to rotate backward and to the left and i have this this feeling this sensation that i'm floating in space and i can rotate my body different directions by thinking about it so i always uh, that's always a, a really cool sensation because obviously you can't do that anywhere else but mm-hmm. it took me probably 10 or 20 floats to get to that point where I experienced that. And every once in a while I can, I can do that again, but not every time. <laughs> yeah. I've never experienced that. Um, I feel like, you know, I'm still probably on the novice side of floating, although I'm, I do enjoy it and get the benefits. But um, yeah, for me, it, you know, I'm kind of like my arms are out and I'm kind of like trying to find that middle point between either side. Cause mm-hmm. like, you can kind of like, slowly go this way and then you kind of touch the edge and bounce back this way just a little bit you know i guess if i were to pull my arms closer to the body that'd be less of an issue but it feels just more natural for them to like spread for Mm -hmm. some reason um so that's kind of been my experience is like you're you're definitely in this pure black pure silent you're here almost your heartbeat and like your internal you know like digestion or like Mm -hmm. these types of things um and then you're just kind of bouncing back and forth i will say though that i really love those neck brace things that let Uh that that let your head rest a little more like a pillow um because it's kind of like it it could be um like a neck exercise almost to like keep bringing your neck back up over and over as as you kind of get so relaxed that you're nearing that sleep zone, you know, not yeah. like you, you kind of like start tilting this way or that way. And it's just, it's really nice to have those pillows. How, how new are those to the scene? Have those been around a long time or is that kind of a newer product? It's, it's a little bit new. So yeah, those were invited. Those were invented by a, a float center o- owner up in Canada, I believe. And uh, they're called the halo is the product. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's, it's, it's built specifically for floating because it's, it's a really thin foam and then there's a little cutout for your neck. So yeah, it's the perfect product. Cause you know, the industry, everybody had tried different types of mostly like pool floaties and things like that. And most of them are too thick and too obtrusive. So mm-hmm. that product is beautiful because it's, it's so thin and, non-obtrusive that it gives you that extra support because if you if you feel like your head is dipping or you're going to get salt in your eyes that's it's hard to relax in the float tank so yeah that's a great device have you tried floating with your arms above your head 
Yeah, um, I usually switch around, um, but but that is one of the areas that that it will go for like three or five minutes, and then I kind of get tired of the position and switch it, but and then work my way back there after like ten minutes and so on. And so yeah, forth. yeah. We say everybody, you know, everybody's built different, so I always tell everyone the, their first float to play around with different arm and body positions. I think my wife actually like crosses her legs and puts her rests her hands on her belly uh mm-hmm. so yeah everybody floats different so it's important to try different positions and you want yeah you want to get to that place where you're not thinking about where your arms and legs are and you can just kind of mm-hmm. um start to just fully relax but yeah it's always fun to hear about people's uh favorite float position because mm-hmm. it's different for everyone i do recall finding my way to to the stomach with my hands and enjoying that a lot but, you know, something just about, you know, I, I'm sure if, if and I haven't done this yet, and it'd be interesting to, to kind of tell a story at some point if I do, but I haven't used a medicine inside of one of these things. So I'm just, you know, dead sober, not even smoking weed. Um, yeah. And I feel like if that was the case, which I've, I haven't felt ready to even do that yet because still, I'm still getting my sea legs in that space. Mm-hmm. But it's like... Um, I feel like I would be able to relax a lot quicker and my, my arms would be less of a thing and that type of thing. If I was to just, you know, even have a joint beforehand, you know, <laughs> but I haven't experienced that yet. Yeah, no, I mean, speaking as, you know, somebody that owns a float center and there's, uh, you know, there's float centers all over the country. Um, I would say, you know, if anybody's, you know, considering that definitely, like you said, float, um, get a lot of floats under your belt so that you can see what a float tank can do as, on its own. Yeah. Um, there was a there was a magazine, I forget the name of it, but they wrote an article about trying out different types of weed in the float tank. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading this article, and the, and the person that did it had never experienced a float before this. And so I thought, one, that was, that was kind of silly. It's like, go and float and understand the experience. Right. And he's talking about the things that happened in a float tank and he was saying, okay, so this weed uh, made me feel really mellow in the float tank. And I was exploring this, this and that. And I'm sitting here like, dude, that's the float tank. That has nothing to do with the, <laughs> with the plant. And um, uh, I, was, I just couldn't believe that he, he had never floated before going in there. So I would say you, you want to get a lot of uh, floats under your belt to kind of experience and explore what the float tank can do on its own. And then, I think most centers, as long as you go in and you're respectful and you're, um, you know, conscious enough that you can follow direction and, and be respectful of their space. Um, I think that there's a, a line that can get crossed there where, you know, if it's, uh, it, you know, obviously we have to be risk averse as business owners, there's a huge investment involved. So, um, but it's something we're all aware happens you know, and, um, I yeah, think you for probably want to be like a pro stoner before you go out in public and it's your first time smoking. You're going to go into try to figure out this float lab thing. It's like, no, like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like maybe after five more floats, it would be like, okay, m- maybe let me think about going in there on a little something, something, but <laughs> yeah. And just dip your toe into it. It's also like, yeah, you want to have experience floating and you want to have experience with whatever, uh, whatever the plant medicine is and, and just like starting small, you know, and I should preface this with, you know, something we don't like to talk about in the industry, but I think it's relevant. It's the only, the only deaths that have been, um, 
on record at a float mm-hmm. center involve people doing stupid things like going in on ketamine. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that's just a, a really bad idea. You know, anything right. that's going to knock you out and you're 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 involving water like yeah. that's dangerous. I know there was a uh, there's been two incidences of of that where people drowned because they they took something that was way too um mm-hmm. powerful yeah way too powerful to be used yeah, in the float so tank so, yeah so yeah you're pretty much yeah going to sleep in a sense you know in the water yeah. what do you expect you know but right if anyone was to even think about that i feel like you need a sitter you need like someone checking in oh, totally. on you like you know like every five minutes make sure you're good you know and don't just be doing it all by yourself and whatnot but yeah absolutely i'm sure like john c Lilly had some assistance while he was going to the echo chambers you know yeah you would Space you would hope time. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he's interesting did you ever see his interview on like thinking aloud it's it's pretty old kind of i like, don't think so the, probably from the 60s or 70s but if you just look up john c Lilly interview he's wearing like a raccoon hat it's pretty okay funny. yeah yeah yeah, you yeah, see, yeah. seen some clips from that <laughs> Yeah, because I can picture that. Yeah, the hat in in my head. Yeah, right. Yeah, he looked almost. I don't know what, the, like a lumberman or something. Like, uh, I was <laughs> yeah. kind of like, "What are you wearing, bro? You're you're, <laughs> you're kind of looking silly right now." But um, it was a great interview. He's a very mellow talker, so you kind of really have to listen and study the words, or hopefully, someone had subtitled it because it was a little bit hard to understand his words because he was, you know, he looked like he was probably 80 years old on this interview, but yeah, the, the things he had to say was, was very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, so to kind of shift a little over to evolve, um, how long ago did you have the idea? Like, where were you when the idea surfaced, you know, was it just, you were in the shower or were you out with some, some friends or like, how did this, what's like the origin story of wanting to create this wellness center? Uh, so there, yeah, there was a, there was a few things that were like elements of, of coming to this idea. And I, I still haven't found anywhere in, in the U S that, that operates and has the, the wide range of equipment that we brought into evolve. Um, like I said, it was a combination of some of the things that didn't work at float, uh, you know, wanting to incorporate ice baths originally it was supposed to be another addition to float but my um my landlord wouldn't wouldn't be reasonable about the extra space we were trying to add on we were going to add on to the to the left where the cbd shop used to be and um he wasn't being reasonable so almost out of like uh spite i went to look at other spaces and then it kept getting bigger and i kept adding in all these elements and and then i've I don't remember where I was, but there was definitely like a light bulb moment of mm-hmm. understanding that, you know, if people can access these tools more like a, a gym style format rather than yeah. having to pay for each service, it just makes a lot more sense. And that's one of the key elements to it is you can show up at any time. Uh, you can access all the different tools and you're not paying for each one. And I just, like I said, I really like that from, you know, a standpoint of giving people access to wellness tools that can can help them feel better, manage chronic pain, improve their mental health, things like that, and and make it way more accessible. So um, that's, uh, that's definitely a core part of it. And then slowly realizing that we had kind of created something totally unique. And uh, it was yeah. super scary still, you know, because nobody, you know, you're doing something that nobody had done before. Right. And uh it's 
you know, just trying to have faith in your idea and <laughs> drop, yeah. you know, a ton of money, uh, opening a facility is, is really scary if, you know, we, we're still not, you know, rich or anything. So it was, uh, mm-hmm. I definitely had some panic attacks <laughs> <you know? laughs> during that process of like, what are we doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. But well, it's how, been really great. <laughs> how have you felt about the response? Cause I, I went to the, the grand opening, uh, the launch event. And there was a lot of people. It felt like a very successful event. Um, how are you feeling about the response so far? Oh, it's been amazing. And I mean, I, I don't think San Antonio is the the prime market or whatnot. But at the same time, like um, we've had a, a tremendous response. And it's really cool seeing the different groups of people that enjoy the space. I wanted it to be very communal. Like that was always part of the idea is create a space where people can make connections and come together around, uh, you know, healthy, positive things. And Mm -hmm. um, so we've got everything from pro athletes, like MMA fighters, boxers, um, power lifters, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, bodybuilders to, folks that are there to just relax, you know, they'll sit in a massage chair and then do an infrared sauna, maybe do a cold plunge. And they're just there to kind of, uh, get away, you know, so you, you bring all these people together, but I really love seeing, you know, clients encouraging each other with the cold plunge, you know, we're, we're always there trying to help people, but you know, you come around the corner and there's somebody in the cold plunge and somebody else is sitting there like, don't, you can do it. You can do it. Stay in. Right. Uh, you know, so that's, that's been really fun to see that, you know, I had this idea that I wanted it to be very communal and, and create this space, but then to see it kind of come to life and yeah, you go there on a Sunday, uh, like kind of our busier times mm-hmm. and there's, there's people talking and it's, it's, it's got a really cool vibe. And, yeah. um, I think that's also like the really amazing people that we have there. I've got, um, some great, mm-hmm staff that yeah the staff we've been awesome. fortunate to find yeah so, all the staff have like an aura you know like yeah. i can i can feel their energy it's just beaming yeah it's like you would work here you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and we get that afloat too i think i think when you get when you dive into something like this and your intention is really positive like i've always tried to really focus on you know offering these tools that i believe in i feel like the science is strong that will help people and i think if you just stay focused on that attention uh you'll bring together the right people and then people will feel that when they come into the facility they sense that you know we're not here to try and take your money we're here to really provide a great service and or a place to get away especially with float it was yeah. always really important to me that people would feel safe like we want to bring it it doesn't matter what your background is or who you are or, or you know like I want everyone that walks into that facility to feel like they're safe, they're welcome, and for it to be um, uh, just a space where they're really comfortable. And that's what I get a lot of times. People say like they just feel relaxed when they walk in, and I think there's an energy there that mm-hmm. you can't replicate unless you've really put a lot of thought and intention toward that. Yeah, yeah it feels very futuristic. You know, I was kind of thinking this is a spa of the future. You know, yeah. Um, and I wondered about this, actually. Did you guys intentionally make the roof look almost like space-time? Like, because it's a black roof with all these blue lines throughout. The first time I was laying back in the massage chair, I was kind of like, did they try to make it look like outer space or like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Because it kind of, it felt like it was like a space-time 
right kinda, when gravity like lines are like geometric almost altered state of consciousness type experience just with the roof is that intentional <laughs> or is that just coincidence there was definitely a lot of intention with that. It's it's kind of funny because so when we were building Float, my sister's an interior designer, and she's extremely talented. And we worked together closely. And I mean, the number of meetings that we had because it's family, and my mom's also extremely creative, and she's a painter. So we had these like five six hour marathon meetings where we're we're going over the tiniest details of you know the textures and the feelings that people are going to have when they go in there so that was i mean it was all super intentional you know if you notice the the main hallway you go down at float is an ombre so it goes from a dark blue to a light blue Mm -hmm. and you know we're sitting here trying to figure out the the gradients in between and you know the lighting and everything in there was super thoughtful uh, but my sister moved and and uh, so with Evolve, I had to do the the design myself. And I knew because we're featuring a lot of new technology, we wanted it to feel futuristic. Mm-hmm. But it's real easy to to start falling into that cheesy realm. So it's like, how do you, mm-hmm. you know, it's like every '80s movie. How do you portray futuristic without being cheesy and overdoing right. it? So um, that was the challenge. And then. The, I think the um, the rails for the for the ceiling in there were already blue, which I, we mm-hmm. just kind of got lucky. I don't even know what was in there before. Mm-hmm. And then I went with the black ceiling tiles because, yeah, I wanted it to feel a little bit more slick and mm-hmm. um, just like uh, really modern, but also uh, kind of looking to the future. So also that, that central light thing, I spent I don't know how many hours designing and building. Like I actually built that myself. It's like, it's like concert lights above a fabric stretched over a frame. So Mm -hmm. it's those kind of things where, again, there's a lot of intention on creating this, like, okay, this is the path. This is going to draw you inward. Um, Those kind of things to create a look and feel where people are excited to, to be there. Absolutely. Yeah, it really does. It does do that. Like the aesthetic is very welcoming and feels like right in alignment with the activities that happen at this place. Um, so to speak a little on ice baths, you said you're a fan of Wim Hof. Um, what, how did you discover Wim Hof and, and what piqued your interest into this cold exposure? Um, so it was right after I opened float, I had a, a client that, uh, has become like one of my best friends and, uh, you know, we, uh, he's one of these people where we had we had a lot of common interests. We both played drums in punk bands, so nice. you know we we connected over that. And and back when we opened Float, I was just there all the time, so I would I would get to sit down and have all these cool conversations with with people. And it was uh, I kind of missed that because it was very simple in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I was just there operating this facility, and uh, so we really connected. And he starts to tell me, "Hey, um, I'm going up to see this." Uh, to see Wim Hof in Dallas and I'd heard about him, but I hadn't really actually done the breath work or anything. Mm-hmm. And Wim Hof hadn't blown up yet. You know, he was still, he was getting bigger, but he wasn't this, um, you know, untouchable figure yet. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I invited myself on his trip to Dallas. Nice. So we, you know, I think we've, we've hung out like three or four times at the float center and then we're driving, you know, four hours four and a half hours up to Dallas and then staying in a hotel room together. Uh, but we got to meet Wim Hof. So I've got some pictures and video of us attending his uh, breathwork session. And 
if for folks that have never done it before, um, I, I love the, the Wim Hof breath work, which, I mean, he gives credit where credit's due. You know, the, the origin of that is, is yoga and, you know, fire breath, these, these, yeah. um, Asian breath work techniques, but mm-hmm. he, he has kind of come up with a, a unique method. Um, and so I, uh, the thing I love about it is it reminds you how powerful your breath is. Yeah. I think, especially in Western culture, we don't think about our breathing at all. And it's a, it's a really powerful tool in, in managing your, your mental health, your psychology, your physiology. Like it, it just, it affects everything, the chemistry in our body. So uh, there's all kinds of great breathwork techniques and I, I'm trying to explore other ones, but I like the Wim Hof technique because he, uh, uh, it reminds you how powerful your breath is. So if you do in a really intense session, uh, you can have a psychedelic experience. You can, uh, you know, feel more powerful. There's a lot of different things, but I've still never been able to replicate that session we did in person with him. You know, he's leading, there's probably about 200, 250 people in this like really awkward, weird ballroom type place that we were in. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I think there was definitely an aspect of when you, you have that energy of everybody in the room with the same intention. But of course he's a a very powerful figure. I don't like generally like gurus and people that pretend to have all the answers. I don't Mm -hmm. think he comes from that place. I think he really comes from a place of being very genuine and, and really believing in what he's doing. So, you know, everybody's doing this breath work and I'm, you know, by the end of it, I feel like I'm levitating and, um, and then we all go out in the back and they just got this giant kiddie pool where everybody jumps in an ice bath mm-hmm. and takes turns, you know, I don't know how many thousands of pounds of ice they had there, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got a cool video from back then where I'm, I'm in the ice bath and whims like right behind me and he's doing his horse stance, nice. uh, hoo-ha and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I kind of treasure that now cause he's, you know, he's got his own show on the BBC now and, um, is oh, wow. a, yeah, it's it's cool. You can find it on. I, I watched it on YouTube. I don't know if that's awesome. how you're supposed to catch it, but um, yeah. And so that's always, you know, that was kind of the origin of my interest in mm-hmm. in cold plunges. So but you again, had no yeah, issue getting into the ice. That first was that one of your first cold plunges ever. You just hopped right in. Well, I mean, when you do the when you do the breath work, it mm-hmm. really does. Like his intention with that is always to make the ice bath something that's that's more accessible so it does work for that you know we did we did a wim hof um method uh uh mm-hmm. um event at at evolve and we had 30 people there and nice. so every every day i watch people try and get in the 44 degree tank and and jump out like it's very few people that can actually manage to get the five minutes in the colder tank yeah but i watched all 30 of the participants both days get in the old school ice baths we did in the in the back of the building which were sitting around 35 degrees everybody lasted uh three minutes in those tanks but we had all just done the breath work so there is definitely like a uh a correlation between being able to withstand the cold and and his breath work is always about firing up that internal engine like you're producing heat internally with that breath work so it it makes sense that it would work but Mm -hmm. um yeah, that was my first, I think that was my first cold plunge ice bath. And I did, uh, whatever the time was, we were shooting for at least three minutes right. in there. Yeah. I remember when I first heard of Wim Hof, it was on the homepage of YouTube and it was from Vice and I was subscribed to Vice and it said the Iceman. 
And I had no idea. I was like, what does this guy do? Why is he the ice man? I guess I assumed he carried big blocks of ice. So like he looked, <laughs> he looked like a strong yeah. guy. So I was like, Oh, this guy like carries ice, um, long distances or something along those lines. And what I discovered in that documentary was profound. I mean, honestly, life changing. Um, yeah, I had already been a fan of yoga and breath work for years. Um, so I, I kind of picked up that he was, you know, drawing from those, you know, ancient, um, technologies, but the cold exposure thing was brand new. Um, and in yoga, they kind of talk about cold exposure, but they never talk about ice baths. It was always mm-hmm. just like your shower should be on the coldest setting. Like that's what they would say, but that's still 50, 60 degrees, you know, it's not 40 and under. Um, so, you know, that was my introduction to him. And, um, then I remember catching him on, uh, the goop thing. Did you see that goop? No, uh, it's on Netflix. I think it, her name's Gwyneth Paltrow was the host. So very surprising, you know, actress hosting this kind of like wellness, even psychedelic. There was an episode on mushrooms, um, hmm. you know, kind of show, but, uh, he was like episode two and he took all these like models and, you know, like Instagram, you know, like influencers out into the ice and showed them how it can be done, you know, and it was a cool experience because, you know, that they didn't want to get out of their comfort zone, but he was so encouraging and so kind of, you know, just being a good leader, essentially that they they ended up loving it. And they were like, we love this, you know, so they're all doing the horse, horse stance and uh, jumping out in the ice and coming back and hugging each other and having just a grand old time. Um, so yeah, with, with that, you know, me and my friends, we were like, we need to try this ice bath thing. And, um, we started in the summer of in San Antonio. So it was, it was honestly easy because it's yeah. so hot out, you know, it's literally <laughs> right. 105 degrees. You can't wait to get in the ice. Um, so I, if I had to estimate what the temperatures were, it was probably around the 55 to 60 degrees, uh, in the backyard where we would dump, you know, 40 pounds of ice in each person. Uh, each person mm-hmm. would get their own new couple bags. And, you know, we did that for a summer and we kind of took the winter off because the cold shower was kind of giving a little bit more of that effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we ended up buying our own ice bath, like an actual inflatable, like big walled, you know, the wall probably comes up three and a half feet. So you can pretty nice. much get into your shoulders. Um, and we use that for a while. And then I moved and now I'm, close to evolve so i just remember the moment i saw like you opening a new store uh or a new shop i was like what what is this and i I saw ice baths and my eyes lit up and i said i'm going (laughs) right now i literally went five minutes after i saw the article because i saw i saw it was my gps said like nine minutes away and i was like i'm going you know (laughs) so i signed up like the very first day did the ice bath loved it um and yeah, it was just it's an incredible experience. I mean, it's crazy how good you feel for hours after the ice bath. Um, oh my gosh, yeah, you can't you can't replicate that that mm-hmm. sensation like uh, especially the first few times you do it because your body just um, doesn't understand what's happening. You know, everything we do is so comfortable nowadays. So when you when you experience those really intense cold and heat experiences, um, I think there is like a genetic memory you know i i kind of say like the reason we call it evolve is you know we're using technology but 
I feel like we're unlocking things inside of us, our maybe our DNA, our psychology, whatever you want to consider it, um, that's ingrained in there. Like we're attracted to water. I think that's the reason relaxing in water in a float tank is so powerful or getting in a cold plunge. Like if we were, you know, cavemen and we're, we're fishing, you know, you're getting in these cold streams or in the ocean and our bodies have developed these ways to, you know, use that as a triggering response for, for immunity and wellness. So, um, I think intense heat, intense cold are some of the most powerful tools. And finally, the science is kind of backing that up. They're seeing that. And well, Wim Hof has shown the same thing with breath work that, you know, when you push, you know, it's just like working out when you, when you push things into an area where you're, um, you're uncomfortable or when you're, you're stressing, uh, systems in the body, they respond by becoming stronger. So, right. um, when you're in, you know, our traditional saunas, we usually keep it about 185, which isn't too crazy, but, um, right. it's definitely enough to trigger that, uh, response, the cold. Right. Um, and, uh, I think it's one of the best things you can do for your, for your health. And it's good mentally too, like challenging yourself mm-hmm. with that. Absolutely. What do you know about like the actual effects going on, uh, in the ice bath after let's say three to five minutes. I mean, I always do five minutes. Um, but when you get out, you know, there's this sense of like awake awakening almost like, Oh mm-hmm. my God, I am so awake. It's almost like espresso shot. Um, but, but yeah. also you just, I just feel like clear and clean and like any negative thoughts just seem to go away. Like they're just gone. Like some type of stress relief action takes place. And as well, your body just feels light and like alive, yeah. you know? So, so what would you say is like going on with, with the ice bath? So they, they've, they've done some good research on that. And, and definitely some of that awareness and that, that intense feeling is your body releasing, um, like, um, uh, you know, stress hormones in a positive way. You know, when you've got Mm -hmm. stress hormones that are, they're due to anxiety and, and mental, uh, stress that it can have a negative impact, but when it's intentional and it's, it's targeted, um, it can be a really positive thing. So yeah, Mm -hmm. your body is, is releasing these endorphins. Um, and, and part of what's happening is your, 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 body is concerned that you like fell in a lake or something. So it is this, this stress response. But then when you, when you come out of that and it realizes, okay, you're safe, or if you can control it with your breath work, that's why, you know, when we, when we're bringing people in for the first time, we always try and coach everybody the first few times they do a cold plunge, or if we see someone struggling, you know, we're, we're always there monitoring, you know, from, from a safety aspect, but also so that we can encourage people uh, it's really important when you get into a cold plunge, you're going to want to hyperventilate. Like mm-hmm. that's the, that's the stress response of, of just like that initial reaction. So if you can slow your breath down, uh, that's telling your, that's telling your mind and body that you're, that you're safe. So we always encourage people to breathe in really slow, deep breath in through their nose and out through their mouth so that they can they can kind of slow down that stress response. And each time you do it, it gets easier. But there's a, a researcher called, um, her last name is Soderberg. Um, and she's, um, she's done some really good research on the benefits. And what they've seen is two minutes is a good threshold. So you want to try and last at least two minutes. Mm-hmm. You need the water under 60 degrees 
Um, I think the I think the sweet spot is between forty five and fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting out um, at Evolve, we've got two different temperatures, so we usually keep the left tank at fifty eight and the mm-hmm. right tank at forty four. So it's yeah. kind of a beginner and advanced. Um, but they've seen that everything from you know building your immune system, uh, your cardiovascular system, um, lots of different health benefits, the the mental resilience uh, health benefits. Um, there's some, some other chemical things that are happening and I, and I'm not a a doctor or or a biologist. So I always point everyone to the Huberman podcast. Um, he's got great information on actually a lot of the tools that we have. So he's done an episode on light therapy. So we offer red light. Mm -hmm. Uh, he did an episode on saunas or heat, and then he's got one talking about cold immersion. Um, I do prefer a cold plunge over cryotherapy. Um, yeah, me too. I think cryo is beneficial. I just feel like it's it's just so expensive, yeah. um, and you you know if you want to do two or three rounds, you're looking at a hundred bucks right. minimum, and you also can't do contrast therapy because you can't go into a cryo tank with any kind of moisture on your body. Mm-hmm. So the one of the things we love at Evolve is you can go from you know 185 degree traditional sauna into a cold plunge and you can go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my personal protocol. I like to do that contrast therapy and mm-hmm. then end with the cold plunge so that my body has to reheat on its own. Right. I wanted to say this. It was interesting. Um, I remember when I was a kid and I'm not, I don't really know how my uncle got these ideas, but he used, I used to, you know, they had a, a pool and a hot tub situation and I would get in the hot tub and then I would run and jump in the pool, but my uncle would come out and be like, don't do that. Like, you're going to go into shock. Like, <laughs> your body can't handle that, you know? And then in my mind, you know, for years, I, I was like, I shouldn't do that, you know? Um, it's interesting, though, that the science is coming out now that you should really do that. You should bring your body from one extreme temperature to the other. Um, ha- have you ever heard that myth or? <laughs> no, I, it's funny. Like, I, I had the exact same thing. And it's kind of like, Every, almost everyone I talked to has had that experience of being at a hotel or at somebody's house where you get a chance to go from a cold pool to mm-hmm. a hot tub. And it's always like, especially like teenage boys, like you, you want that intense experience. And, right. um, yeah, I, I did the same thing. And, um, I don't think, especially like young people, um, can, can tolerate those, those extremes a lot better. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. if you've got a heart condition or something and you're concerned about the, the just the shock of the, the cold water or that transfer, mm-hmm. you should probably be kind of cautious with it. But I, I haven't mm-hmm. heard of there being any incidents with that. Um, mm-hmm. What part of what is happening there is when you're in a cold plunge, all of your, your blood is going to rush to your core because it's a, you know, it's a, it's a safety mechanism. You know, if you, mm-hmm. if you end up in a, if you fall through the ice in a lake, you know, it's going to want to preserve your organs. So the blood rushes from your, your limbs into your core. And then when you go into the warm environment, it's going to bl- rush blood, the blood back out to your limbs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've definitely actually like felt that where you can feel your, your hands and your arms filling back up. Uh, with blood and um, I think that's a good workout for the cardiovascular system Um, but again yeah you do want to be kind of cautious with that if you have any concerns about the the shock factor Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting it's interesting that you know like just by intuition I wanted to do this 
thing mm-hmm. that later science would prove is extremely good for you. You know, like that's, I don't know. Kids are, you know, intuitive and smart sometimes. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Um, one thing I did want to ask, cause I notice <clears throat> when I see people do ice baths, it seems like about half of them keep their arms out. Mm-hmm. I always love my arms in. I feel like I want to go up to as high up as I can go without yeah. going under. So I'm like all the way up to the chin and I'm trying to like immerse as much as possible in into the cold. It's like, why not? You're already freezing. You may as well go all the way. <laughs> but like, what, what do you think about people that keep their arms out? Is that beneficial or is that them not knowing that there's maybe a better method or, or what do you think? I, I always encourage people when they're when they're starting to do what they need to, like if we've got somebody in the center that um, won't get in the cold plunge, we'll tell them like, just stick your feet in uh, because mm-hmm. it takes about five or six sessions for your body to, to start to acclimate. So it will get easier very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so part of what's happening. So there uh, there's some interesting research that's happening on um it's it's mostly revolving around athletics and like how they can maximize performance uh but there are a few areas in our body where we can transfer heat uh or temperature extremely well and it's the the palms of your hand uh the same area like the palm of your foot mm-hmm. and then in general kind of like your head um because uh that's basically where the you know the the veins and arteries connect and so um they're doing some interesting research on how can you cool the blood without restricting the the muscle. Like you don't want to reduce blood flow to the muscle, so we need to cool the blood, which can help you perform better. Without yeah. uh, so instead of just like putting um, you know cooling pads on the the muscles or on your head, you put them in these specific areas. Um, but yeah, I think that's what people are doing. It is harder to get your hands under because that's going to make your entire body feel mm-hmm. colder. Um, but I encourage people like, you know, do it in steps. If you need to, if you need to sit in there just up to your waist to start, well then shoot for something, you know, going deeper each time. But I agree. My thing is like, I get my arms under and I get fully submerged up to my neck, mm-hmm. uh, when I'm in the cold plunge, this is why we have those really deep plunges. I love um, those. we kind of custom ordered those, uh, because most of the stuff that's in the market are these tiny things. Right. that it makes especially for taller folks it's hard for them to get fully submerged so these giant tanks we have are are pretty awesome yeah absolutely yeah i noticed something interesting um that if i kind of get the back of my head and like the back of my neck under it really relieves a lot of this computer tension from like typing all day uh. and you know what I mean? Because like I'm a video editor, um, audio editor, podcaster. A lot of this is computer stuff, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, with a lot of Americans, we tend to get this pressure in the shoulders and in the neck. Yep. If it, it Get in the ice bath and make sure that those parts are submerged and just kind of lean back. Like I don't feel any pain, any discomfort there for uh, like a full day after that. And I'm sure if you were to ice bath every day, it would just probably go away. You know, it really... I guess brings blood flow back to that area or does something there that just really releases a lot of stress. And I just feel like since computers are a large part of our society, that that's just one thing people don't know that you could get relief from, which is an ice bath, you know, I'll have to pay attention to that. I've never, I've never really thought about it, but that's probably, probably true. Cause I, yeah, I do the same thing. I've, I have noticed like, I think it's our, um, our amygdala is kind of, 
at the base of our skull there. So mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I, I do try and submerge that. And it's, it's kind of like everything's another level when you get that part of your head submerged. And then of course I do a full head dunk at the mm -hmm. end and try and keep my face underwater as long as I can. Um, yeah, these are all just like levels that, that unlock other, uh, sensations or benefits of cold plunging for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I forget his name right now, but there's a guy there. He works at HEB. He's like a marketer or something, but he he's like the ice bath Morris. king. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he, he, yeah gets he was... in the cold one for like 10 minutes and he holds his breath under there. It's like, whoa. Yeah, Morris has been one of our, uh, he was one of our first clients and he uh, he's he's got the unlimited membership. So he's there a lot, but we, <laughs> we love seeing him because he's, yeah, he's a really he's a really sweet guy and he's really encouraging to everyone. And we'll, we'll be there and we'll be tied up and we'll catch Morris over there helping somebody else. So, um, yeah, and it's cool. He's got, he's got a, a really consistent like workout regimen and he's, he's a true biohacker. Like he's trying yeah. to later in his life, like improve his physicality and, and just like every aspect of his, um, of his body and mind. And so, yeah, I really respect what he's doing. Cause he's, he's so focused on like, he does everything at the studio. He's always trying to push his, uh, push the limits of, of what he can do. So right. yeah, he's, he's a cool guy. Yeah. I, I think of him as a really awesome example of you can't judge a book by its cover and you really don't know anyone because like if you just saw him at heb like at the grocery store you wouldn't think that this dude is an ice bath king yeah. literally <laughs> yeah you wouldn't think that he's like pushing the limit of like survivalism <laughs> in like sub-zero temperatures no not not sub-zero but so still it's impressive it's impressive because yeah. you know i'm a young guy and i can't do the things he's doing and so it's just like you can't re you really can't judge a book by its cover you don't know what someone has in you know like as a superpower mm -hmm. essentially like this guy's got a cold exposure superpower <laughs> it's been really fun seeing how everybody reacts to the cold plunge because it's 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 all across the board you know we get these big tough strong guys that come in and they think that it's going to be a piece <laughs> of cake and they get into that cold tank and they will literally hop out after a few seconds yep. and then i'll get these like young ladies that'll come in I remember early on, we saw this gal, she was probably 22 years old and she got into that cold tank and she was talking to her dad and she didn't even like her voice didn't even quiver. Like, <laughs> and she just made it look like so easy. And wow. she did a full five minutes and then hopped out and was like, just not even, it's like, she didn't even sense anything. Yeah. Meanwhile, her dad was in the warmer tank. He only lasted a minute and had to get out. So <laughs> we've had a few like father daughter challenges and every single time, uh, the young lady wins. So yeah, women definitely withstand the cold a little bit better. I don't know if it's just cause they're tougher or, mm -hmm. or what, but they do better than the guys. And it's yeah. almost like the burlier, the guy, the less likely they are to get five minutes in the cold plunge the first That's time so, so yeah i enjoy that and all the noises that come out of there the squeaks and yeah and yells and whatever exactly yeah, that's beautiful. Well, I just wanted to finish with my one advice, my one piece of advice for people having, you know, a challenge with the ice bath or getting ready to do one because they heard this podcast maybe, which is, I would say, get in as fast as possible. Because, I mean, that's that's for me. If I ever try mm -hmm. to like slowly get in, my that chicken brain that's like, get out, get out, like it's way louder. It's way right. more like, no, 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 I can't do it. 
if you just go in like and get as deep as you can as fast as you can like three seconds five seconds is all it takes for you to accept it you're yep. just like oh okay well i'm cold but i'm alive like i can do this you know so i just i just really suggest that to people it's like i know what you're saying is good too which is take it as you need it but i feel like the quicker you get in and get as deep as possible the more your body just like relaxes and accepts you know no i actually i think that's good advice like if if somebody is willing to just you know we tell people to 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 take it slow if we're just trying to encourage them to at least like try it. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to do it, I think that's solid advice. I say like, you know, a nice steady pace of like lowering into the water, but yeah, doing it all in one movement is the best way to approach it. Cause after the first minute, minute and a half, it, it gets way, way easier. If you can last yeah. that first minute and you're fully submerged, you can do it. And, and I always tell people also like, it can't hurt you. Like you can, you would have to be in a cold plunge for, I, I don't know exactly how long, but I would say 20 or 30 minutes before there mm -hmm. could be any, any real damage to like your fingers or toes or whatever. Right. Um, and so it's, it's a safe practice as long as you've got good heart health. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I always encourage people like, just go for it. Like I just tell people you've, you've done harder shit than this. Like you've, mm -hmm. this is not going to be the hardest thing you've ever done, but it, you'll feel accomplished if you can, fully submerge and last that five minutes, there's definitely a sense of like accomplishment and, um, you know, feeling like you, you overcome it, you overcame a challenge yeah. and doing that regularly helps build that, that muscle in your brain. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Jeremy. This has been amazing. I highly recommend anyone in San Antonio to visit your locations. You have float F L O A T and now evolve um what are the websites for both of those yeah so float is pretty simple it's float sa like float san antonio.com and then evolve is evolve human labs.com um and uh yeah basically at either facility if you're curious just come in and do a tour like at both places we we love that i i always think especially with floating like go and see the facility and get comfortable there if you're at all anxious about the experience and then come back and do your session i think there's really something to be said and there's there's psychology behind it like being familiar with the space which is also why we have like a, a vid, like a 3d tour on our website because i think if people are comfortable with the space that environment and they're they're letting go of some of that that anxiety about the experience and then come back and float. It'll be it'll be a much better experience for you the first time. Okay. At Evolve, definitely come in and do a tour. We've got over twenty different services, so they're welcome to come in, look around, and um, we also offer you know a day pass, which is uh, forty nine bucks if you want to just come in for one day mm -hmm. and experience everything. And then of course the memberships make it cheaper. Absolutely. Super worth it. Just, I just want to say thank you, brother, for doing this for San Antonio. Yeah, I've needed it. I'm t I'm, I've been a little fatigued of driving up to Austin all the time for, for my health services. So, you know, um, and it's way more expensive up there as well. So thank you for providing it at an affordable rate, you know, because that's that's really huge. And you're, you're mm -hmm. doing something really good for the community, ultimately, is what I'm saying. I appreciate it, man. That's what we're trying to do. Like, um, just help make San Antonio a healthier place using positive things. So, Absolutely. yeah. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much for being here today. And thank you guys for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks for having me, man.